Therapy Chat Podcast, episode 181. This is the Therapy Chat Podcast with Laura Reagan, LCSWC. The information shared in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. And now, here's your host, Laura Reagan, LCSWC. Try Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today. With live telephone support seven days a week, it's clear why Therapy Notes is rated 4.9 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot and has a 5-star rating on Google. Therapy Notes makes billing, scheduling, note-taking, and telehealth incredibly easy. And now, for all you prescribers out there, Therapy Notes is proudly introducing ePrescribe. Try it today with no strings attached and see why everyone is switching to Therapy Notes, now featuring ePrescribe. You can get two months free by using promo code CHAT at therapynotes.com. Trauma Therapist Network is a website to learn about trauma and how it shows up in our lives and to find a trauma therapist. Go to traumatherapistnetwork.com to find a trauma therapist near you today. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hi, welcome back to Therapy Chat. On this podcast, I've talked a lot about self-care and interviewed a lot of people who talk about self-care, but haven't had too much on about that lately. And I have a guest today who has a book about self-care for counselors. My guest today is Chris McDonald. We are going to talk about simple ways to practice self-care during, after, and during and after our work and on an ongoing basis to keep us as well as we can be when we do our work. So let's just dive right in. Chris is going to give us many examples of ways that we can practice kind of more holistic self-care as therapists. So let's dig in. Therapy Chat Podcast wouldn't exist without the support of its listeners. If you'd like to become a member, please go to patreon.com slash therapy chat. By making a $1 per month donation, you can help Therapy Chat keep going over the long haul. Thank you for your support. Hi, welcome back to Therapy Chat. Today, I am very excited to be talking with someone all the way from Raleigh, North Carolina. My guest today is Chris McDonald. Chris, thanks so much for being my guest on Therapy Chat today. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I'm so glad you're here too. And uh, we had to reschedule because of yes. me being sick a couple months ago. So I'm grateful that you could still do it. For Thank sure. you for that. Well, that's part of physical self-care, taking care of yourself. Exactly. And that's what we're going to be talking about today is 
Self-Care for the Counselor, which is the name of your book, Self-Care for the Counselor, a Holistic mm-hmm. Guide for Helping Professionals, a very important topic and one that we have covered multiple times in multiple ways on therapy chat. But I feel like there's never too much conversation about self-care because it's it's um, imperative to our literally our survival in our professions. Exactly. I totally agree. That's why I really was interested in this topic. It's definitely something that therapists don't necessarily do enough of. Most therapists I meet, they struggle with doing it consistently. I agree. Mm -hmm. So Chris, before we even dive into talking about that, let's just take a minute for you to introduce yourself to the audience and tell them a little bit about your yourself and your work. I have a private practice in Raleigh. It's called Path to Hope Counseling. I'm a holistic therapist. So part of my focus is treating the whole individual, mind, body, and spirit. And I focus on teens, young adults with anxiety, depression, and trauma. But the second part of my business is focused on working with therapists. So I provide therapy for therapists. I also do help with self-care, self-care consults, and provide some workshops on holistic self-care. So that's kind of two parts of my business. Wonderful and um, much needed. So I'm so glad you're doing that work. So can we start off with you kind of describing sort of how you conceptualize the the idea of counselor self-care? Conceptualize. So um, I think if I look at it from the holistic perspective, which that's just always been a focus for me, even since grad school when I learned about you know, that was one focus of, of therapy that can be just to look at the whole person. And I feel like as therapists that we have to do this more than other people in other professions, because we're taking in so much negative energy and so much coming at us that in order for us to be most effective, that we really have to take care of ourselves, body, mind, and spirit. Yeah. So that's the classic line that people always say when you say, Mm -hmm you know, you're at a party or you're at anywhere and you're like, hi, you know, I'm Laura, I'm a therapist. And the person's like, oh my gosh, how do you do that? That must be so hard. That's, Mm -hmm. don't you get depressed from hearing all those stories all the time? You know, and I always struggle with that because I'm like, it's Mm -hmm. not depressing. It's, it's like, Mm -hmm. it's an honor, but yes, it's also true that there is a lot of pain that you're exposed to through work and all day long, you know, if yes, exactly. I meet with five or six clients in a day, that's five or six people's immense pain that I've sat with. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about some of the things that you recommend for people Mm -hmm. to help with not absorbing all of that negative energy and just taking it in. You know, eventually we would crumble if we just exactly did that for sure. So part of it, too, is clearing your space. And I know that's not talked about a lot in our field. And that was something I've explored on my own and and learned from some other people I've talked with and online and just trying to find what works for me. But making sure to use essential oils to clear your space. Um, I use a diffuser every day. I also use um, some crystals. So black tourmaline, I don't know if you've heard of that. That's one that really absorbs negative energy. So I've been really focused on just making sure my space is clear. There's sage spray you can get. And I have a spray that I make because I do energy healing as well. So the spray, you'll laugh at this, but it's vodka and lavender, but it actually clears. Sounds just right to me. (laughs) Don't drink it. Don't drink it. (laughs) But it's clearing the negative energy. 
And especially with a really difficult, heavy client with a lot of issues, I'm out there. I'm just a sprained. <laughs> but it feels better. Like you can feel it better after you do that. But it is that self-awareness because during sessions, you can start to feel that anxiety or depression, especially if you're more an empath, somebody that takes in, you can really feel other people's pain, which obviously a lot of our, a lot of therapists are. So if you start to feel that during a session, to really imagine a shield coming up, an invisible shield to kind of just protect yourself. You're still there with your client, but imagining that come up and just, just like in your own little bubble, right? So that it doesn't, it can just kind of bounce off into the floor and not, not absorb to you. Cause I have found that sometimes, especially really depressed clients, I'm depressed for days if I don't take care of myself and put that shield up and I can kind of feel the emotions coming and, and kind of, I don't know how the word is sticking to me. Mm-hmm. So that's why I do that during session. You can also ground yourself during session, which could be pushing your feet into the floor if you need to. Um, Cause sometimes we do become ungrounded. It can be, it's not always stable for us or if it's too much of a connection you can gently lift your feet off the floor so you're not connected to them. That was something I learned recently. So just simple things that nobody's going to know what you're doing and, you know, kind of protecting yourself. Of course, you want to be there for your client, but you got to protect your, your own self, self-care and so that you're not absorbing this and causing your own mental health issues. Yes. Yeah, so I'm thinking like you're meeting with your client and mm-hmm someone is in an immense amount of pain, they don't want you to become in an immense amount of pain while you're with them because then you can't be with them with their pain because yours is now in the room too, you know? And I mean, we all have our own pain and we all have our own experiences. I firmly believe that we all have Mm -hmm. our own experiences that kind of make us become therapists and make us good at putting everyone else first, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and that it also is, backfires because then our health begins to suffer and you know all those other things our mental health our physical health Mm -hmm. and it leads to burnout and compassion fatigue so I've, I've talked to a lot of therapists too that and it's unfortunate that they it's to that point where it's so bad that they can't function and some people got to take leaves of absences they can't even you know, be a therapist now because I have nothing left to give and that's your sign that this is compassion fatigue and I need to take care of myself But part of what I teach, too, is to really prevent that and to put some plans in place so that you can take care of your physical health and your mental health. And what are you doing for social supports, all those all the parts of yourself, the whole self so that that you can prevent so it doesn't happen. Because, of course, we don't want to wait till people are (laughs) at the end of the rope to, you know, take care of that. Yes. I'm just thinking, you know. I used to be so judgmental about therapists who got burned out because I felt like mm-hmm. they didn't take care of themselves properly. I'm sure it's because, mm-hmm. you know, there's a part of me that judged myself for not taking care right. of myself as well as I should. And I would think kind of that almost that they brought it on themselves, which is a very uncompassionate way to view mm-hmm. that because I think what really is happening is that people are just so passionate about helping yeah. and they and it becomes this almost urgency to help and help everyone and you know mm-hmm. do more and do more exactly. it's, it's part of our work that we can get really caught our up dna in right mm-hmm. <laughs> well literally with epigenetics it probably is in our dna yeah, know. <laughs> you know like generations upon generations of people who experience trauma in our in our 
lineage. And then here we come and we're like, well, I'm going to fix everything for everyone. I'm the superhero. I'm going to come in and rescue everyone. So obviously we know that's not a healthy way to think if you're a therapist, but you know, I think that's kind of underlying what, what drives us into this field. And then hopefully we learn that that's, you can't fix people and you're not here to rescue people and right. you know, all that, but inside there's that, you know, urge initially. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. That judgment, I guess. But, but I think it's important for everyone to remember is that we're all at risk. Exactly. Everybody. And some people are more at risk than others. Like, you know, trauma therapists are most at risk. They really have to boost that self-care. That's me. Cause <laughs> me too. So the more, <laughs> you know, difficult clients you have and extreme issues and, you know, trauma upon trauma, the more it's going to impact you. So you really have to put yourself in the best position to help them by taking care of yourself. And people don't like to hear that either. But <laughs> the more stress you have too in your life, the more self-care you have to do, which people don't like to hear that either. But it's just it's just reality, because a lot of times it was the first thing we do when we get stressed. Right. We stop exercising. We start eating junk food. We take away all those those healthy things and which adds to our stress level. Yeah. If I'm stressed, I sleep less well. I work more, which is not good. Mm -hmm. I prepare less healthy meals for myself. I neglect my self-care more. Yeah. (laughs) So you can relate. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, that's the thing, like you said before about how being grounded doesn't stay stable. It's not Mm. it's not like I wake up in the morning grounded and I stay grounded all day long as a human being. My emotions fluctuate throughout the day and I have to be tuning in with where I am at all moments. Yeah, for sure. So let's kind of go back to some of the things you touched on and just get a little bit more in depth. Starting off with crystals, can you kind Mm -hmm. of talk about like maybe several different ways crystals can be a part of self-care? One way for therapists, and this is what I do, is I have different ones around my office and just put them, um, I have like little side tables where clients can put their drinks. I have crystals there and I have them on my um, windowsill, just on my shelf, just all around um, different corners of my room. Cause that helps to clear the negative energy. And just one thing, if you're not sure which crystals to get, you can always read about them and determine that. Um, because there are some that, that a big focus is, you know, clearing space, clearing negative energy, connecting to higher power. So whatever it is that you think might be helpful in your self-care. Sometimes holding crystals, feeling their energy can help release using a crystal on your chakras. I don't know if your listeners are familiar with chakras, but they're that little energy centers. Yes, (laughs) There's energy centers in different parts of your body and they can be either depleted without, they can, you can lose a lot of energy there or they can be overwhelmed and that can cause problems in your physical body. So um, using crystals to help, you can put that like you have a, a chakra on top of your head, which is your crown chakra. You have one in between your eyes. You might have heard the third eye. Mm-hmm. So even putting that laying down, putting that crystal on your chakra can help clear that, clear the energy, clear the negative energy. That's where a lot of that negative energy can be absorbed is in our chakras. And so we have to find ways to um, clear that energy. But sometimes we can do that through meditation as well. So there are some chakra clearing meditations that are very helpful. I use an app called Insight Timer, and there's some really good ones on there. Free, too. I use Insight Timer also. I know. It's great. 
do you really help. do you think that there are some specific chakra clearing meditations on insight timer yes most definitely so yeah all you got to do is put it in the search box and and do that and sometimes too and i have regular reiki uh i don't know if you guys are familiar with mm-hmm. that but that's just the energy clearing so i have someone that that helps me with physical issues or if i'm really anxious about something i just contact her and and she does sessions for me so that that also helps me with my self-care which is not something that i know a lot of people think about but that is something that's so helpful and i swear to god the energy is so powerful with this person <laughs> that just reaching out to her Sometimes I feel better. I don't know if that's psychosomatic, but it's, but it's true. Well, that they say that Reiki yeah. is, you know, energy healing, so it doesn't have to be in person. And I'd love exactly. for you, when you no. said she does that for me, can you tell yeah. us what you mean by that? So she's distant. I don't, and honestly, I don't even know where she lives. <laughs> so, and it doesn't matter because energy healing can be done anywhere. So I do energy healing as well. Um, so I can treat anyone in the world, basically. So being able to um, look at the chakras because you develop those skills and clearing them and then putting in the positive life energy, which is prana. So giving the good energy, taking the negative out, putting the positive in basically is a simplified way of looking at that. And and there's specific protocols for certain issues um, that they can do. So she that's how she kind of works on me. And she'll do several sessions over a few days, like 10 minutes each and. And it, it just, it makes such a difference. I can't begin to tell you how much it helps. So that's kind of where the energetic boundaries mm-hmm. come in, right? Can you talk a little bit about that idea? Subtle body and all? Yeah, that's part of the, the chakras is the subtle body is what happens with our chakras impacts our physical body, right? And our mental health too. So for an example, your throat chakra. I don't know if you've ever experienced having clients that mm-hmm. have difficulty, like they'll have voice issues or sore throats, coughing. Mm-hmm. And what that can manifest is, is that there's something they're not saying. They're holding back something that they're, they, they are not afraid consciously. to say. Right. No, no, not consciously, but this is something that there's some kind of emotional component that they're holding back something, which most people don't think of things that way but but that's true it really does work that way so yeah that that's part of the subtle body too it's just it's all connected interconnected and that's what we got to remember that mind body spirit's all interconnected if there's if, if one part of us is off like say your throat chakra that's going to impact the rest of your body too so so yeah it's all all connected awesome so so regular reiki mm-hmm. and you do it distance yes and so, and you talked about having crystals around and you talk about clearing the energy. So yep. is there a certain kind of like schedule throughout your day in which you, you clear the energy of your space? And you'd also mentioned your vodka and lavender spray and sage sprays. <laughs> right. Most definitely. I do that after some sessions, but usually about at the end of the day, I also like to clear the energy. One way you can do that too is have a meditation um, bowl, singing bowl. Mm-hmm. And you can um, ding the bowl around your room, go clockwise, and that kind of sweeps the negative energy out. Okay. Or clapping in corners can get rid of negative energy. And if you ever leave a session and you're walking to your car and you start to feel really depressed or anxious, just really difficult feelings, sometimes that could be because something attached to you. So you need to stand on the ground. Hopefully, if you can do it on grass, it's better stand on the earth. 
and say in your mind forcefully, I let go of any energy that's not mine, but say it really strongly in your mind. And you can also say, I, I let this energy go into the earth. And the earth is a great recycler of emotions. And it's okay to send that into the earth. It doesn't cause any damage or problems. But letting that go. And then what I found is like, it doesn't happen immediate. But then like maybe 20, 30 minutes later, oh, okay, I'm back to myself again. And I've kind of let that negative energy go. Yeah. So when, you, when you're talking about negative energy, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if I know exactly what you mean, because I think of like clearing out someone else's energy, whatever it is that I don't need to have in there because the next person's coming in, you know, but then is negative energy like a specific thing? No. I mean, it couldn't be just someone else's energy. Yeah. Okay. That doesn't have to be, I I say negative because I think like depression is negative for me. If I'm holding on to someone else's stuff, we don't have room to hold on to other people's energy. Well, no one likes feeling depressed. It is what we would call a negative emotion, but of course, you know, sadness is also sometimes there's a really good reason for feeling sad. So exactly. You know, yeah. Well, I guess clearing out whatever, yeah, whatever energy that, that you don't want. Right. If you, if you feel something's attaching to you and it's not feeling good for you, just finding ways to let that go. And in between sessions, and I think it's so important to make sure that's what I teach therapists as well, to have some kind of buffer so that you're not like, bam, I see one client, they're gone, next person in, mm-hmm. you, you need a minute, you need to take a minute. Yeah. Otherwise, that leads to a lot of compassion fatigue and overwhelm and exhaustion for you. So even just closing your eyes and doing some deep breathing. Um, I do yoga poses in my office all the time because that's part of, um, I'm in a teacher yoga training for subtle yoga. So that's, I've been learning a lot about that and incorporating that in between sessions makes a world of difference. Cause I think that releases some of the energy that I don't want as well. You know, using that, using the physical body. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Therapist, we've all had that moment. You wake up in the middle of the night. Oh my gosh, did I do my notes? Well, you don't have to worry about that anymore when you use therapy notes. Therapy Notes makes it easy to write your notes, get them done quickly, but thoroughly. My group practice has used Therapy Notes for six years and everyone always finds it easy to use. But the best thing is if you do need help, you can call their customer service number and a person answers the phone. And anytime I've ever had to use it, which is maybe three times in the past six years, my issue has been resolved easily with a cheerful demeanor in 15 minutes or less. So I highly recommend Therapy Notes. And don't forget, go to therapynotes.com and use promo code chat to get two free months. Are you able to tell us a couple of examples of certain poses that you use to help you Mm -hmm. reset between clients? Yeah, one I like to do is to do ragdoll, which is basically going into a forward fold and holding your elbows Mm -hmm. and just kind of resting. It's kind of, to me, it's like soothing. It's kind of releasing for me for some reason. I can't explain the 
science why it feels that way, but it is calming the nervous system for me. It makes sense to me because it feels like it would elongate yeah. your spine. And then, mm-hmm. you know, what's been maybe compressed while you were in your session is, is, you know, it's, an, I yes. guess in a way it's an inversion, right? So you're, yeah, it's an inversion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're like letting all of that weight that was compressed down, go the opposite way. Also mm-hmm. blood to your brain. Right. And I, sometimes I just do side twists, like half moon pose where you put your arms up and lean to the side as you inhale, you know, holding that and exhaling. So just stretching the back because my back issues. So I have to be real careful to make sure I'm moving in between sessions and, and getting some, something going with my spine. Otherwise I'm in a lot of pain. <laughs> so I have to, for both things, for mental health and physical health, I think it's really important. Yeah. And I feel like there's a really big connection between our, our sitting all day as therapists and Mm -hmm. how so many therapists have back issues Yeah, and how we hold emotional pain in our hips and our shoulders, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. So I have all of those. Oh, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. And and that's part of ergonomics too. And that's something I've talked about. Uh, I have a Facebook group for therapists that I talk about some of this stuff too, because it's it's so important that we're sitting correctly. Um, One thing that I do is I have a yoga block under my feet now so that I'm not crossing my legs because my physical therapist said that my um, psoas muscle was getting tight um, (laughs) because I'm crossing my legs. So that helps me keep my feet together and try to be more ergonomically correct. You know, I crossed my legs during sessions Mm -hmm. for probably 10 years, nine Mm -hmm. years. Yeah. And I just, I can't do it anymore. And my psoas are wrecked. So um, now, now I'm very intentional to keep my feet flat on the floor, but even the height of the chair Mm -hmm. and the height of the arms of the chair, like if I want to rest my arms on the armrest, but for my chair, the, I think the armrests are just a little too high for me to be able to relax my shoulders. Mm -hmm. So just holding your body in that position all day. Yeah. Hours. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why getting up and moving is so the big part of self-care and holistic self-care and just, yeah, sometimes I go for walks in my parking lot and just connect with nature, do mindful walks, just looking at the trees, taking some fresh air and just mindfully walking, uh, counting my paces, whatever it takes to kind of, again, that releases energy I don't want. And just connecting with the earth is so important. It is. And I really love that example you gave of, I let go of any energy that's not mine, or I let this energy go into the earth that really resonates. Mm -hmm. And it's simple, right? It's not anything that's going to take a lot of time and you know, it's something everybody can do. And, and to be mindful of that, to have that awareness that that I do need to release this stuff because it can really cause you so many physical and mental issues if you're not letting this stuff go. Right. It's enough for the person who's experiencing it to bring it in and let it out in the session. But for us, if it's five people, <laughs> then you're holding five <laughs> people's stuff, you know, from yeah. one day and then the next day, five more people. And those those it adds up. other people don't want all that extra stuff to come back to them either from right you know that we are holding about, for someone else yeah you're thinking about the last person so you don't want to bring that to your client and then let's say it transfers to them too they don't need other people's stuff obviously they're coming to you for help so. exactly they're like so you want to feel quicker. more when i left here than that i brought in yes 
So you want to be clear and present and grounded as much as you can. And we're not perfect, obviously, but doing these small things. And I think that's as important um, to remember is that self-care doesn't have to be expensive. It can be easy, simple things you do every day. And that's a lot of what I teach too, is simple practices that everybody can do. You know, it doesn't have to be weekly massage or vacations every month. It can be, you know, what can I do during, you know, between sessions to help myself? Yes, as I was reading through your book, I thought to myself, because I tend to beat myself up about not doing enough self-care. So as I'm thinking about self-care, I beat myself up like, how ironic is that? I'm like, you're not doing enough. You're not doing enough. (laughs) It's like being a perfectionist about (laughs) self-care. But um, when I was reading through your book, I thought, you know, I'm doing better than I thought I was. A lot of these things I do practice. and. And they are simple things like you mentioned, like having a supportive bed and Mm -hmm. soft sheets and, you know, weighted blankets and things that are really some of them are a one time expense. But the payoff is long term. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. Because I think the definition of self-care, right, people don't really understand sometimes that taking time to eat lunch, that's self-care, right? Because some people skip lunch, you know, doing these things for you, these little extra things, I call them mini gifts for yourself. What can you do this week for yourself? That would be maybe you want a latte. And, and I'm not against that either. I think that can be part of self-care. If that's something you really enjoy, hey, can get your latte. There's your little mini gift to yourself. I think that's important just to do those small things, right? That that means something to you. Yeah. The idea of the mini gift, like the latte is like um, really savoring something that brings mm-hmm. you pleasure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't have to be a major thing, just something small to kind of, you know, take your mind off things and, and bring you to a good place and mindfully drinking it, you know, taking your time. And Yeah. You know, I love going back to the crystals. I love that you mentioned black tourmaline because yes. I had someone was telling me it was a, someone I was working with told me about, they said, don't all the therapists have tourmaline and i was like tourmaline what's that <laughs> and they were like it's a it's a crystal and i was you know i was like that sounds they were saying it sounds like you know that's the crystal that all the therapists like to have to clear energy and i was like you know i was like i wonder if they're if they're talking about tourmaline i'd heard of it but i did yes. never heard of that connection and i was you know when i said that and they were like that's what it is but, you know, I was like, trauma lean, that's easy to remember, you know, because <laughs> I'm a trauma therapist. I'm doing trauma work. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> hey, that's a good way to remember it for sure. Exactly. But um, so about crystals, like, do you, you talked about how you have them on your bookshelf and on your yes. side tables and on your windowsill. You know, they they talk about with crystals, like other people's energy being with the crystals too. So like- yeah. I have not been really sure. I have crystals in my office, but I wasn't really sure. Like what happens if 10 different people handle the crystals? Do they need to be charged? Yeah. So how do you do that? So there's, there's different ways you can do it. I find the easiest is to put it in sunlight. Sunlight can clear other people's energy. That's why I say windowsill because I have sun direct sunlight for many hours in my office. So that's one way you can put it in a salt bath. So just putting some um, sea salt and the pink sea salt is the best with some water is one way. I have a friend that um, has some, she's really good about knowing how to clear crystals. She, she, she sometimes has helped me, 
but some that's the easiest ways I think is the sunlight and and salt bath. You don't have to get too complicated with this because there's like if you look it up, it's like oh my god, there's like twenty different ways. But just keeping it simple, you know. But you yeah. do have to release it because I do have client. I do have clients that that play with them, so I try to make sure just if one person plays with them, then okay, I got to clear this crystal now and let go of that energy. Yeah, because I like the. I like the opportunity for people to see them, you know, they're visually appealing. They yes. feel nice to hold They're, you know, mm-hmm. some are more appealing than others and, you know, people are drawn to different ones. And so I don't want to make them not accessible to my clients, no, but exactly. I wasn't sure how to optimize that. Yeah. So you do got to be careful because you don't want to have, like you said, 10 people handling one crystal. You got to make sure to clear that energy and especially if it's all, you know, there, there's a lot of people handling them. It's, it's going to be a, a big difference in how that crystal feels and it's going to get more clouded. So keeping that as a conscious effort to clear them. So interesting. Yeah. yeah. And so can we talk more about essential oils? Sure. So yeah, I use essential oils every day. Um, well, part of my self-care as far as my, my physical self-care, because I use like lavender on my, on the bottom of my feet before bed that makes a huge difference in sleep. And that's what I teach other therapists as well to, if you have problems sleeping to use that sometimes chamomile, it's a really good essential oil that you can use as well. Um, diffusers in your office. Um, of course you gotta be careful with people that might have allergies or reactions to some sense, but, um, having that, most people really love it. They're like, Oh my gosh, what does that smell? That's so awesome. So I get a lot of different blends that are already pre-made, you know, and just, put it in there in my diffuser and sometimes some are more uplifting so if you have like wild orange that's a good one if you want if you have people coming in that are depressed sometimes I think about who do I have coming in today yeah and obviously people have different needs but you know if I have a few people with depression let me put some wild orange in there or you can do lavender and lemon which can be relaxing but uplifting at the same time so there's all different like combinations you can do and frankincense is one too that helps clear negative energy Okay. So there's, yeah, all different kinds of ways you can use them. I use it with clients too, to say, Hey, do you want to, you want to smell this? Cause they, if they say, Oh, I really like that scent. And so I'll bring up the essential oil to them and let them put some on if they want to. And most people that come to me are, I'm a holistic therapist. So they come to me because I'm open to that and they really like that. So they're, most people are pretty open to it. Yeah. It's kind of what they want. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's part of treatment. So Yeah. I mean, I've definitely found lavender can help people who are feeling really anxious and kind of panicky and some of the more grounding ones like rosemary, frankincense, um, Mm -hmm. patchouli, the earthy ones for sure can really help when someone is feeling exceptionally ungrounded and in trauma work that often happens. Exactly. And looking at your own self-care. What do I need today? Oh, man, I am so tired. I need some wild orange. <laughs> Let me get some of that going in my office. So again, that balance of taking care of you would take care of your clients, too. Yeah, I like spraying lavender and peppermint in the waiting area oh, like before idea. we start the day. It just has like a really mm-hmm. fresh, you know, sometimes for some people, the lavender can be a little too sweet. Yeah. But with the peppermint, it has like a, a nice, mm. fresh feeling first thing. Yeah, exactly. Peppermint is really good uplifting for sure. Yeah. So where can people who would like to learn more about practicing in this way or get mm-hmm. support from you, where can they find what you're doing? 
You can come to my website. So my website is www.pathtohopecounseling.com. I have an information page for therapists on there too and upcoming events because I do self-care group for therapists locally and um, have workshops that I do for therapists. So Great. And then you have a website, I mean, a yes. Facebook page for yes. therapists too. So yeah, that group is Holistic Self-Care for Counselors. Okay. So I was a school... I was I'm in that counselor. group. <laughs> oh, yay. I didn't know it was your group. <laughs> it was my group. I was a school counselor, so I wanted to include my school counselor friends, too. So Yeah. Oh, they need it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, for sure. So, but yeah, I do a lot of holistic things in there and, and do some of my yoga and do meditation um, twice a month on there as well. Well, I need to get a little bit more active in there <laughs> so I can keep up with that. Yeah. Yeah. Can people find your book on your website? Yes, it's on my um, front page and it's also on Amazon. So they can go either place. Okay. And that's Self-Care for the Counselor, a Holistic Guide for Helping Professionals by Christine McDonald. Yes. Chris, thank you so much for being my guest on Therapy Chat today. Well, thank you for having me. This was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to my interview with Chris McDonald. Surely you got some self-care tips that you can use from this episode. She had so many suggestions. I hope you did anyway. I know I did. And it's always good to be reminded that self-care can be free. It should be always accessible to us. So it doesn't always have to be things that cost a lot of money or take up a lot of time. As always, I appreciate you for listening to Therapy Chat, and I'll be talking with you again soon. Try Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today. With live telephone support seven days a week, it's clear why Therapy Notes is rated 4.9 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot and has a 5-star rating on Google. Therapy Notes makes billing, scheduling, note-taking, and telehealth incredibly easy. And now for all you prescribers out there, Therapy Notes is proudly introducing ePrescribe. Try it today with no strings attached and see why everyone is switching to Therapy Notes, now featuring ePrescribe. You can get two months free by using promo code CHAT at therapynotes.com. Trauma Therapist Network is a website to learn about trauma and how it shows up in our lives and to find a trauma therapist. Go to traumatherapistnetwork.com to find a trauma therapist near you today. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Just another reminder that if you'd like to become a member of Therapy Chat, supporting the podcast while receiving fun member perks and being able to communicate with me one-on-one, go to patreon.com slash therapy chat. If every subscriber donated just $1 per month, Therapy Chat would be able to keep going strong indefinitely. Thanks so much for your support. Thank you for listening to Therapy Chat with your host, Laura Reagan, LCSWC. For more information, please visit therapychatpodcast.com.